And welcome, folks, to episode five of Futures Focus, a Prospects 1500 podcast. I'm your host, Scott Green. And again, joining me, it is my wonderful co-host, Jake Berry. You are here. I am here. I did not give you this episode to run by yourself like I promised people back in the last episode. Uh, but let's let's share the first half of this one anyway. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I tell people all the time, you're the fearless leader, so I can't hop on this thing without you. <laughs> I, I might get one or two in down the road, but no, happy to be back here with you, Scott. What about when I'm on vacation? I guess I can head it up then. All right. So, uh, hey, anything going on in the uh, prospect world or the prospecting baseball card world? It's been pretty quiet, hasn't it? <laughs> I'd say exactly the opposite. Hey, Vlad um, Jr. hit his first two home runs. Yeah, absolutely. In uh, in San Francisco, of all places, too, right? You know, Cut off the schneid. Yeah, not exactly where I expected that to start. Well, I'm glad you started with Vlad, because you know where I was going. I was going Austin Riley after uh, after his Major League debut last night. But yeah, we can start with Vlad. It's it's amazing how quick people are to kind of jump off the hype train. And, and I think I talk to people about this all the time, man. People will be all engaged in hyping these guys up and then they'll let it get to a certain level and then say, well, I don't, I don't know if they're going to live up to the hype. Not necessarily saying Vlad's that way, but I just saw some things on Twitter like, guys, he's been in the major leagues for 10 days. Let's back off a little bit. Right. But very, very relieved to see him get a long ball. Um, Austin Riley get a long ball. You know, that's near and dear to my heart uh, in, his, in his major league debut. Um, I'm sitting here watching the Braves game right now. Uh, on Thursday night, he very nearly got another one out today too. But yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, it's great time of year for me. You know, I'm also a big Willie Calhoun guy. Not necessarily prospect eligible anymore, but you know, last night on Wednesday night, Austin Riley and Willie Calhoun both uh, both went yard, and man, that was a that was a great day in the Barry household. I'll say that. <laughs> Absolutely. There's been some other um, home runs. Nick Senzel hit his first. Um, Keston Hira got his first hit. Yeah, no, it, I think Keston is, is a guy that, uh, well, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I made a mistake with Willie Calhoun. I drafted Willie Calhoun in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, and I didn't drop, well, I sat him on my bench all year long, and then I ended up dropping him last week. And that, that call-up was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. But in a couple of my other NFBC leagues, I did draft Keston here in redraft leagues and, and held on to him, and, and I think that's going to be something that's going to pay off, especially in... Second base, you know, Nicky Lopez came up too, which might help a little bit in the second base area. But I just, you know, second base just is always a roller coaster for me, and I'm, I'm hoping Keston gives me some stability there. You know, that's a that guy's got a hit tool like uh, not many guys can claim, that's for sure. Speaking of hit tools and second base, what about my guy Michael Chavis in Boston? Yeah, yeah, in I mean, Atlanta. These guys are all over the place, and we're just we've just talked about the hitters recently. We haven't even brought up the pitchers yet. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost too much to keep up with. <laughs> I think Sean Anderson of the Giants just made his debut yesterday. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got any shares of him? I do. I think uh, in Diamond Duos 4, I have a share of him. I oh. know I promoted him, but I don't know if I started him yesterday. Yeah. I kind of like to feel him out for a start or two before I activate them. Yeah, no, I hear you. I got Griffin Canning in, in Diamond Duos 4, and I left him on the well, I left him down in the minors for his first start and then brought him up 
Uh, I think he was pitching against the Tigers. And, I, man, I had a lot – first off, I really love watching that Angels team. That Angels team was a blast. But I really had a great time watching Canning pitch against uh, against the Tigers earlier on this week. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I get excited about those those hitting prospects. But you're right, there's some pitchers coming up. Now, all I need is Jesus Lazardo to get healthy and come on back. Then uh, my team might be set from there. Yeah, well, speaking of Lazardo, I mean, let's look at these the top echelon pitching prospects. We're waiting for Lizardo. Many feel he'll be, you know, with Oakland at some point soon. Uh, Forrest Whitley, uh, I guess, hasn't gotten off to a wonderful start um, in the minors, but people are expecting he's going to help the Astros rotation this year. Um, and then, you know, who who else is out there? Dylan Cease. Um, you've got some of these top pitching starters that we're waiting to see soon in the majors. Yeah, and, well, you know, the guy that we just wrote about in Prospects of the Week just, just threw a no-hitter in his double-A debut, Casey Mize. I think that's a very interesting situation. You know, I think with with the way teams think nowadays and all that, obviously I don't I don't know if they're going to waste any service time on him or anything like that. But, you know, if a guy pitches, pitches like he does and creates as much fanfare as he does, you can just see the, the kind of following he has. And, you know, he got a lot of attention after that, that uh, double-A no-hitter and, and uh, I think people genuinely started to like him as a as a person too, you know, after his interview post game there. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, yeah, you know, uh, yes, I think Cease is another interesting name to look to look at too. Um, he's he's been crushing it in AAA so far. You know, speaking of Casey Mize, he pitched um, on Wednesday this week, and uh, I think he went five and two thirds and gave up four earned runs. Um, eight still eight strikeouts, um, yeah. and he if there are no rainouts and if they have five man rotation, he's on track to pitch Monday night in Hartford, and uh, we've got a little contingent of of uh, Green family uh, members and New England prospect uh, writers that are going to be gathering at the old Dunkin' Donuts Park Monday night, so that should be pretty exciting. Man, that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So let's do a little transition. Um, as we've got uh, my discussion with uh, J.P. Schwartz, who is uh, on Twitter at Japers413. Uh, my talk with him from uh, a few days ago is going to be coming up a little later in this episode. And we talk all about baseball cards and prospecting and you know who are the, the current um, hot cards that people might want to invest in, uh, guys that were drafted last year uh, from the 2018 Bowman draft product, and then some of the first Bowmans that are out now in the 2019 product. Uh, so we're going to be talking to him in a little bit, but I wanted to just uh, talk to you quickly about uh, what's happened in the last day or so. Uh, this craze, uh, especially for people who love prospects, You've got the, it's called the 2019 Bowman Mega Boxes that are just hitting shelves in Targets exclusively uh, over the last day or so. Uh, has the craze hit down in Georgia yet? Well, <laughs> I have seen reports that it's hit down in Georgia, but the thing about me is, is I don't live in, uh, I am a, a somewhat of a suburb of Atlanta, but I'm out in Carrollton, Georgia, right on the Alabama state line. So I've been been living vicariously through you, 
My pocket <laughs> is notoriously notoriously bad for carrying baseball cards. Uh, there's some there's some hanger packs of of Bowman baseball, but if you don't show up that first day when they they put them up there, you never know when they're going to put them up there. If you don't show up that first day, you're you're not getting any, and you got to do what I do: drive, you know, two and a half hours to the closest hobby shop and go drop three hundred and fifty fifty bucks on a jumbo uh, to make it worth your time. So no, I live vicariously through you. I think you got a pretty uh, pretty awesome hit out of one of your mega boxes, though. It just so happens that uh, of all the twenty nineteen Bowman uh, yeah, blaster boxes, a uh, couple jumbo boxes value packs uh all these that i opened in the last month and a half or so didn't get any amazing hits and so i found some mega boxes luckily uh, yesterday afternoon in a target here in uh, enfield connecticut which is right over the border from where i live in longmeadow massachusetts and the last box that i opened last night had Probably, it might be the hottest card in this brand new product. It's a Wander Franco autograph card, but it's not just the regular Mojo Refractor autograph card. It's the image variation autograph that's numbered to 25. And there are only eight players that have image variation autographs in this product. And there are only 25 of each of them. So there are 200 total image variation autographs out there. 25 of them are Wander Francos. I have one of them, but not for long. This is, uh, I, I don't normally sell cards, and I'm a big collector. And especially with our website, we know guys years before they're going to hit the majors. And I like to hold on to cards and see where it goes. But this one, I figured, let's strike while the iron's hot. And I'm putting it out there um, to see what it does. And, and uh, you know, it's going to probably help me fund many of the purchases that I've made over the last uh, year or so uh, and maybe moving over uh, forward to the next few months. Yeah, it, it definitely is the hit of the product. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to make a joke, see if you didn't want to trade my uh, Nate Lau for your Wanda Franco, Ray for Ray, see how that went. But I like Nate Lau. <laughs> I do too, but uh, not nearly as much as I like your out of twenty-five image variation Wander Franco. No, yeah. that's a crazy, that's a crazy hit. It it's really, a, is. it's a crazy hit. You know, and I was first seeing some posts uh, on Twitter yesterday uh, that there was a Vladimir Guerrero, you know, Mojo Refractor uh, autograph, uh, you know, that someone had put up on eBay, and then I saw an image variation of of uh, Ronnie Maurizio. And I'm like, whoa, all right, so the product's out. Maybe I should go go start looking. And that Vladimir Guerrero uh, Mojo Refractor autograph is really sweet. Um, but I think this numbered Franco might might pull in some more. Well, that's what I was going to say is, is this is almost like, I don't know, hangover's not really the word, but anytime we get like a big craze around a player like we got with Aaron Judge or with Shohei Otani, um, and then Vlad, there's always like, especially in the prospect world, we're always hunting for like who the next guy is going to be. And Wander Franco kind of flew up there, and I think he's the he's the next like high dollar guy. You know, obviously prospects hitting a flash and all that good stuff. But you know, Wander Franco, just speaking in terms of cards, 
the price has really shot through the roof. And I think a lot of that's because people started thinking, oh, man, I got to pay an arm and a leg for a Vlad. Who, who can I look for next and try and hop on that train before? So, you know, maybe not necessarily the hangover effect, but it's almost kind of like a residual thing when we got a guy who's selling for a lot of money that really catches people people's attention. They start looking for the next guy. But, you know, it's those those retail exclusives are a little bit fun. But, um, I mean, I don't know where your hand's shaking. Like, this this is this is crazy. I've never known anybody get a hit like this out of a out of a Target box before. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, uh, our our friend uh, Jake, uh, who covers the Rays for um, the website, yeah. uh, he was looking for some mega boxes yesterday and uh, didn't have any luck, but found a blaster box or two, and he pulled an amazing green shimmer Wander Franco numbered to ninety nine autograph out of that. Yeah, uh, I saw that was that on card. Yeah, on card signature. The one I have is a sticker auto. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's an amazing hit from not a mega box. And I do want to just uh, clarify for people that uh, coming up uh, very shortly in my talk with J.P. Schwartz, we, we were talking about the cards before the uh, mega box release. So the, the Wonder Franco prices that he does talk about are from the, the product that came out a couple months ago or a month and a half ago is the 2019 Bowman, the flagship product. And uh, the ones that just came out yesterday that you and I are discussing uh, are a little different. Yeah. Um, I, I want to uh, transition, if, if we can, just for a moment. You could come back to, to Prospects Talk. Um, but I've got an important event coming up for myself in uh, a few days. And if you don't mind, I'd just like to share that, that information. It's called uh, Shave Away Cancer Event, and it's uh, a fundraiser for the St. Baldrick's Foundation, and it's all in support of childhood cancer research. And the participants of these events that are held throughout the country uh, have their heads shaved uh, in support of the cause. So I am participating uh, this coming Sunday, and I've been raising money for the last uh, month or so uh, in support of this uh, childhood cancer research. And I'm up over $1,200 raised, which was great. My, my uh, initial goal was $1,000. Uh, but I also wanted to, you know, continue over the last few days here to pull in as much as possible. So what I'm doing is, and it's on Twitter, if you want to, if anyone wants to look at my account, at uh, Scotty underscore ballgame is I, I've already had a first Bowman Vladimir Guerrero card, uh, 2016, his first card. Uh, I'm going to give one of those away. I have an in-person signed uh, Colton Welker um, Topps Heritage Miners card uh, that I got signed from him at Meet the Yard Goats Night back in April. And I just decided to add to this uh, one of the mega boxes that we're talking about. I'm going to uh, open up the mega box, and there are two mega refractor packs in that box, and I'm going to give away uh, two packs, one to one person and one to another person, for anyone that donates $5 or more. Uh, and, and the link to my site is on my Twitter account, and you know, I don't care if people give a dollar. 
And that's awesome. But if someone gives $5 or more, I'll enter them into these contests for these four, uh, the, the four things I'm giving away, the Vlad card, the Welker card, and the two mega box refractor packs. So thank you for giving me a couple minutes to share um, the information about that event. Yeah, absolutely. You're always doing something for a great cause. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. I'll definitely be contributing. All right. I really appreciate it. So, so, um, you know, if you, let's chat a little bit more about, uh, some of our favorite prospects, what might be happening over the next, uh, week or two, and, and then we'll, we'll take a break and we'll get, get to my, uh, talk with JP Schwartz. What's, what's on your mind? Any games you're thinking of you're going to hit up in the next few weeks or so, Jake? Well, I think one, one guy that I need to highlight, one person that I need to talk about, and really I guess I should talk about this whole team in general because, of course, I'm going to relate it back to the Braves. You know, that's just, that's just something I have a tendency to do. Uh, but I really got to give a shout-out to a guy named Trey Harris who is just balling out with the Rome Braves down here. Um, this Rome team, while they don't have a whole lot of the Braves' top uh, players and top prospects, on this team, a lot of those guys have made it to the uh, to the high levels of the minors now. This guy Trey Harris is just absolutely obliterating obliterating the baseball. Um, and to answer your question, Scott, yes, I'm trying to get out to as many games as I can while he's in Rome, the closest ballpark to me, so I can go see him because he is inevitably going to be called up to to Florida anytime soon. Um, while I while I got the Braves on the mind here, I think Drew Waters is another guy that we need to talk about. He's been hitting leadoff, and we've got a great little competition in Mississippi developing between Drew Waters and Christian Pache to yeah. to kind of be the next guy coming up. And and it's fun because they're kind of switching those guys out where they play defensively. Uh, Waters is hitting leadoff. Pache's hitting second. And those guys are just – most of the time, both of them are having multi-hit games. If not, you know, one guy's kind of dueling with the other. And, you know, I think it's created a great little competition down there in Mississippi. And and, you know, I don't want to make it all completely a Braves podcast, but uh, when you ask me what's going on in my prospect world, you know, that's, that's just where the mind goes. I understand. Uh, absolutely. And those two guys, um, you know, Waters and Pache, I talked to Jonathan Mayo about them. And, and I think, yeah, all of us in the prospecting world should definitely keep an eye on them. I've got two other guys that I want to th- just throw out to you, probably near and dear to your heart, coming uh, from covering the Rangers uh, on our site before you flipped over to cover the Braves, our pitchers of the week for single A, teammates in Hickory, Yeri Rodriguez and Scott Engler. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we were both on the same page with that. Give you guys a little behind-the-scenes look, I guess. When, when Scott and I are creating this prospects of the week, we kind of go back and forth and say, hey, this is a guy I think is pretty deserving. And one of us might make a case for the other and say, well, that sounds more like an honorable mention guy to me. But, you know, that, that was kind of fun having our first co-pitching prospects of the week, both guys coming from the same team. And and uh, with it being some guys that I'm kind of familiar with, you know, coming from the from covering the Rangers farm system is a lot of fun. And, um, you know, that's great. That Hickory Crawdads team is actually a lot of fun to watch. And I actually tweeted out before the – the season started. Hey, watch out for that team. They're gonna, there's going to be a lot of power with Shirt and Apostel, Sam Huff, a couple of those uh, other guys they got down there, and and uh, you know Hans Kraus was pitching down there. So that was going to be a really fun team to watch. They're kind of the opposite of the Braves. They've got some pretty dang good teams uh, 
down in the lower level minors, single A and high A. Yeah. Uh, one other guy I wanted to just bring up, I have to be in a Sox homer, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck for the Red Sox, double A Portland Sea Dogs. I saw him a couple weeks ago, uh, end of April, beginning of May. Uh, sea Dogs were in town in Hartford. Got some great photos some video. It was really cool. Um, and he didn't do well. I mean, there were a lot of hitters that did not do well uh, in that series. You know, Welker and Nevin were struggling. Dahlbeck was struggling. And, uh, and what does he do after they leave Hartford? He goes on to be our double-A hitter of the week uh, this past week, hitting 500 uh, with four homers, um, stolen base, just killing it, um, which I didn't get to see, but happy to, happy to you know, see it online and through tweets and video and watching the, the uh, MILB games. Anyway, I, I was happy that he's kind of turning things around. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of limiting the strikeouts this year too, right? Or at least, you know, relative to his 35% or whatever it was before. I mean, it looks like it's coming down a little bit. Yeah. He's not, he's not turning into a contact hitter by any means, but, <laughs> you know, he's smashing the baseball and not swinging and missing as much as far as I can tell. Yeah, the words are right from your mouth uh, in the article that, you know, he struck out just twice in his 18 plate appearances. You know, Which, for a lot of guys, you know, you might think, well, two out of 18, okay, you know, that's still not great percentages, but for a guy who was striking out 35% of the time, you know, that's, right. that's pretty good. Yeah, it is good. So, um, all right, well, Jake, it's always awesome to uh, to have you on board here with with me, and as we get this Futures Focus podcast you know, rolling along into the season. I think we've gotten off to a pretty good start in our first four episodes. Um, really excited to share my talk with J.P. Schwartz uh, coming up uh, after the break. Uh, anything you want to close with? Because uh, we'll go right to that talk after this. Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, you know, I always have fun when you and I kind of shoot from the hip, and that's exactly what we did in this first segment here. And and, you know, when we talk about the Red Sox and the Braves, that's what happens when we're shooting from the hip. And, of course, we bring up some other guys, too, like uh, some guys from Prospects of the Week. But I think moving forward, you guys can expect us to, uh, you know, I'm looking up a, a Grayson Rodriguez page right now just because, hey, it clicked in my head. That's the guy I want to talk about. You know, I yep. think that's, that's, that's something we'll do moving forward. And, and what I would do is I would encourage everybody to reach out to us on Twitter, at Barry's Baseball at Scotty underscore ball game and, and, you know, tell us what you guys want to hear. You know, that's, that's what we're here to do is, is we're here to open up, engage in conversation, talk about prospects, talk about fantasy baseball, talk about baseball cards. One thing I'm really excited about is the draft coming up. I can't wait to talk some draft coverage. Um, you know, and, and other than that, I just, I just have a blast making this podcast. I have a blast writing at prospects 1500 and, and we want you guys to be a part of it. So, so reach out to us there. The best place to get me is on Twitter at Barry's Baseball. And then, uh, you know, of course, check out my content on Prospects 1500 as well. And you know what I'd like to say in closing is that the work that you do that I pitch in, you know, it, it's mostly your work on the Prospects of the Week when I pitch in some other names. But uh, it, it shouldn't be all us. And we would love to hear from our readers, our followers, uh, suggestions during the week. Let us know, you know, uh, shoot us names on Twitter. Um, you know, we can even be emailed at prospects1500 at gmail.com. Whatever is the easiest way for people to get us. Uh, let us know who you think uh, should be prospect of the week worthy. Maybe there's a pitcher who has, you know, one amazing start 
that might fly under the radar. And you and I might be looking at two start pitchers that have two wins and 17 strikeouts for the week. But maybe there's that one guy that threw three innings and struck out eight and gave up no hits. And we just might miss that. Um, and maybe that same guy has, you know, three saves. Uh, it doesn't have to be a starting pitcher. So my, my hope is that we can get some names uh, thrown our way and help us in building our list as opposed to it just being Jake and Scott's prospects of the week. Yeah. Zach Gallon's prime example. If you had read our prospects of the week, you'd have been on Zach Gallon way before everybody else. <laughs> exactly. I mean, when's he going to be in the majors? Uh, I think he's. I think it's coming. All right. Well, Jake, thank you again. Uh, coming up is my talk with uh, J.P. Schwartz, and uh, you and I will catch up uh, very soon. And uh, you've been listening to Futures Focus, a Prospects fifteen hundred podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome back to Futures Focus, a Prospects 1500 podcast. I am now sitting here with J.P. Schwartz, and J.P. has come on to talk to us a little bit about his love of prospects and how he's uh, contributing to topprospectalert.com and his uh, love and knowledge of prospects and Bowman baseball cards. So, J.P., thank you for joining us. No problem. Thanks very much. So, JP, I know you're from uh, from Illinois. Um, can you tell us whereabouts you are, and you know, give us a little intro of how you got into doing what you're doing on the baseball side of things? And by the way, everyone, you can follow JP on Twitter at J A Y P E R S four one three Japers four one three. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm from Springfield, Illinois. Um, I got into cards back in 1987. But I didn't actually uh, start to follow prospects until 1995 with the Bowman and the Bowman's best releases. Um, I was intrigued by Vladimir Guerrero and Andrew Jones. I was wondering, as I was looking through the Beckett price guide, why they were significantly higher than others. And that I started re doing research about minor leagues. And since then, I've been following prospects uh, pretty faithfully ever since. Very cool. I myself, I got into baseball cards in 1978 when i was seven years old and the story is my dad uh, would take me each sunday morning down to this convenience store called uh, dale pharmacy and we'd buy a pack of cards every sunday and i started collecting them that way um not until a couple years later when the uh, ricky henderson rookie card came out 
did I really understand that there are certain cards that will hold some decent value out on the collector's market, but there was nothing like prospects back then in the late 70s into the 80s, as you know, uh, not until the mid-90s when you know Bowman started doing uh, doing their stuff with prospects. Um, but it's just exploded the last several years. And, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I wanted to, to kind of touch on what you do with your prospect organizational rankings first. You contribute to a site called topprospectalert.com. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, it was um, it started out by a, a gentleman I know who uh, was on Twitter. He, he goes by that uh, same name, and he basically um, – um, follows prospects as I do, but he's more into following the attending the games and um, looking at uh, prospects himself. Um, he used to be very much into the USA boxed sets mm-hmm. back in the uh, 90s and uh, and such. I used to buy all my USA autographs from him. Uh, since then, he's he's been more into Bowman Chrome as I am, but uh, he doesn't buy as much as I do. I basically uh, um, decided to, I've, I've gotten more into it full-time than he has. And since then, I've just been contributing my list uh, to him uh, about every couple, about a couple of times a year. I'll, I'll give him my top 15 lists, and then I'll also do a top 100 prospects list um, each year, and he puts it on his site. So that's basically my contribution. Yeah, it's very cool. If anyone hasn't checked that out, definitely do that uh, at topprospectalert.com. And you do have a disclaimer right on there that you're not a professional scout, not that you attend you know, several minor league games, but they're, they're a product of your own online scouting and looking at videos and statistics. And compile. I like this line that you compile them purely for entertainment purposes. Nice disclaimer there. Thank you. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, make no, so, I make no representations or claims as being a professional scout. I just, uh, I just do it for, for enjoyment, and I like to um, to uh, read a lot of lists and read a lot of scouting reports and watch uh, videos. Well, I will tell you that I'm in several different dynasty leagues, and you know, from minor league rosters of ten to fifteen guys all the way up to minor league rosters of, of 100 plus. So we go really deep. That's one of the reasons I started Prospects 1500 uh, a couple years ago. But I will tell you that I've enjoyed your lists uh, each year, uh, which sometimes differ from a lot of the ones out there. And uh, I can find some diamonds in the rough sometimes on your lists that, that others you know might not have. So So kudos to you. Uh, for, for doing that. How often um, did you say it a couple times a year that you'll update them? Yes. Basically, the first, um, the first the, I'll do my top 15 lists after both minor league and major league seasons have concluded so that I can make sure I don't um, accidentally put uh, prospects on there who have exhausted their uh, rookie eligibility. Once in a while, I might miss a couple of names, in which case I'll correct it. Uh, but um, it's it's a hard, difficult task to have to put together um, that many names, 
And um, I basically uh, do a lot of shifting around of my lists up until the time I'm, I think it's ready. I, I must revise it at least a dozen times for each team, um, especially those that are, it's tough to fit just 15 names on, like the most, the, the, this year, the most uh, difficult teams to do were the Braves and the Padres because both of their farm systems are pretty much stacked. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult to find, uh, to find spots for these guys. But on the, other, on the flip side, then you've got teams that basically you're lucky to find 15 um, um, high-ceiling high, um, prospects to fill a list, such as, say, the Mariners. Who seem to trade away their prospects like they're going out of style. <laughs> or my Boston Red Sox. I don't know if they have uh, 15 great prospects right now, but uh, we're working on that. That sounds good. Well, so far, I understand you're doing pretty well with uh, Michael Chavis. Uh, I hope he continues to uh, perform uh, for, for the big club, and I hope he doesn't get sent back down. I know. He's been outperforming the uh, supposed rookie of the year, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., so far. So we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't think Vlad's going to be quiet too much longer. Yeah, agreed. So will you have an update on this list later in the season, or or is that something um, that uh, maybe we wait till uh, the end of the season? Well, um, if I have the chance, I don't know if I will. I'm fairly pretty busy with the with uh, this stuff and other other things, but uh, I might try to do a mid-season update but it won't be for all 15 names. I'll probably just pick like five or six names for, per team um, to um, because, and take, take graduations into account. Um, I, I don't, I'm not saying that I can guarantee this, but I'll do my best to make it happen. And if so, it'll go up on the site. And I'll, of course, I'll tweet about it. And you can check it out and um, see what you think of it. Certainly. I like to have my uh, team correspondence uh, on the website usually in july or august if they're doing an updated uh list and we have we go really deep on our website with top 50 prospects per team that is challenging uh they'll do their updates sometime in july or august uh so you can you can look for those as well well i'll i'll take this point to uh transition to i guess our the final topic i wanted to talk to you about tonight probably one of the most um, exciting for me to learn about what you do. And that's with, that's with the baseball cards and that's with Bowman. And, uh, a big thing that people are doing now is prospecting and not just, not just for the love of collecting cards, which is really why I do it, but people are making a business of this now. And you said it before the Bowman Chrome, uh, first Bowman Chrome of a player is usually the card to have. Um, so if you could, you know, how did you get into baseball cards? How did you, you know, your, your, um, your bio on Twitter actually tells everyone that you are a Bowman checklist contributor and mm -hmm. a prospector and, um, completely unfunny. I don't know about that, but, uh, how are you a Bowman checklist contributor? Does this have anything to do with the contest that they had a few years ago, which was yes. uh, be, become a Bowman scout. Yes, that's correct. Back in, I think it was 2012, late 2012, they had a contest where if you sent in an essay about uh, 
why, why you like Bowman and why you think you'd be a good uh, Bowman product contributor to checklists, let us know. At first, I was very hesitant to, to do it because I didn't think anyone would really uh, pay attention to what I had to say. Because in the, even before this contest, um, I would send suggestion lists to Topps uh, for what uh, pro prospects I think would be good additions um, to their, um, their Topps PR person. Mm -hmm. And um, he would graciously accept it and he'd say thank you. But uh, only I'd see very few names that I suggested would actually go on their future checklists. But then this essay contest came along and they picked three winners and I happened to be one of them. Um, one of the, the perks was uh, if you won, you got a free box of every Bowman product that came out in 2013. So uh, that was that was really cool to win, uh, especially because one of the boxes I received was a 2013 Bowman draft box, which contained an Aaron Judge green refractor autograph. Which wow. Unfortunately, I sold it way too soon and uh, <laughs> and before way before his cards exploded. So story of my life, basically I sold it too soon. But uh, that was a really cool prize. And another perk was you got a Bowman Scout baseball card uh, of, of you so, uh, that you get to sign, which gets to be put into a future Bowman product, which was 2013 Bowman draft as well. Uh, I got to sign 25 of those cards, and I put various little inscriptions on them. My favorite inscription beneath my signature was, Live Long and Prospect. Um, I, uh, so are those available? I, I signed those cards, and then uh, they, got, they got in the future in, into uh, the, the Bowman draft, along with my other, other two fellow scouts. So the, that's basically how I became what they call a Bowman scout. Are those number to 25 cards available on eBay, JP Schwartz cards? Uh, yeah. Um, in fact, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't think there, you will see them anymore. Although, um, the ones number to 25. However, um, after that product came out several months later, tops decided to send us about 200 more unnumbered ones, which we could just basically sign and do whatever we wanted with. So okay. uh, I, I got on the message boards and said, hey, if you want a signed card of me, let me know. Just pay for postage. I'll sign whatever you want in whatever color ink you want, because I decided to buy my own Stadler pens in various different colors and I'll unscribe it however you want. And quite a few people took me up on that. And then several people decided to resell those cards. On <laughs> uh, I don't think they got much for them. But, uh, well, that's a that's a really cool story. I I had thought that maybe you uh, had partaken in that contest, and it's good to know that you were one of the three winners. So you know, now moving forward, you're able to uh, suggest players that um, might be in upcoming releases. Yeah, and I send them suggestion lists about three or four times a year. Um, usually I'll send them shortly after their checklist comes out for the next Bowman product so I can see who's no longer uh, on my list. I can cross them off and then just focus on the uh, the prospects I think not only have the highest ceiling but will sell for the most amount of money. Um, they also, Tops also um, asks us to put together lists of top 100 prospects that will eventually become their Bowman Scout top 100 insert set. Uh, you may, if you look at the 2019 Bowman, you'll see it, the, the Bowman Scout Top 100, that is my list. 
Um, I was the high man on the totem pole for Wanda Franco uh, several months ago. Yeah. And they ended up putting, I, I told him, you got to put him in the top five because I think he's going to sell for a lot of money. And yeah. sure enough, if you look what eBay sales have been for his cards, they're selling well in excess of $500 a piece for his, just his base Bowman draft, excuse me, Bowman Chrome autographs. So. Right, right. Yeah. And I, and I want to get into that in just a minute. He's definitely on my list. Um, that Bowman Scouts top 100 insert set is my favorite insert set for the product for the last several years. The cards look so cool. And uh, to know that you're kind of behind that is really, really awesome. Uh, so nice job with that list. Um, the the atomics, the the different parallel numbers of those uh, inserts just make it really, really a cool uh, collector's item. Um, I, I recommend it highly for any prospect collectors uh, out there who might not know of uh, that insert set in uh, each year's uh, flagship uh, Bowman set. Um, two players that I want to uh, tell you about before you get into which ones are the hottest ones going today. Being a Red Sox fan, uh, I was really high on Jalen Beeks last year before he was traded for Nathan Ivaldi, and I was really, you know, waiting. When is his first Bowman card uh, going to, you know, come out? Now that he was traded to Tampa Bay, not not so much, you know, on my high level of interest at this point. But who I do want to see, please add to your lists, is Jaron Duran, who's playing for. Uh, High A Salem right now. Hopefully, we'll be up at Double A Portland sometime later this year. Um, I don't know if you know a lot about Jaron Duran, but uh, got to get his first Bowman card. Okay, I will add him to my next list, and they will they will tops will uh, will receive it. All right. See, I know I know who to go to now. That's awesome. All right. So here here's where we're gonna kind of just uh, run through. I I want us to talk to. Uh, people listening to the podcast that maybe are just getting into collecting or they're not into collecting, but they they have interest in prospects like we do. Which are the cards uh, from the last year or so that are probably the best ones to get if they're looking to if you're looking to spend some money to to buy um, the 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 highest value cards. Um, I would say let's let's touch on some from last year's 2018 Bowman draft release, which comes out at the later in the season. This is after the MLB draft has taken place. You got a lot of the first Bowman cards for players. And then uh, who's in this year's uh, the new product 2019 Bowman? Okay, well, if you're talking last year's Bowman draft, um, the first. And the most expensive is uh, Nolan Gorman for the St. Louis Cardinals organization. He had a great pro debut last year, mm -hmm. rookie ball. And then he continued to carry over that campaign into low class A Peoria. Um, and he's pretty much doing most of the more of the same this year uh, in Peoria. And I, I don't think he's going to be there for too long. I think he's going to be promoted up to uh High Class A Palm Beach in the Florida State League before long. Agreed. And uh, his cards are selling in the 150 to $175 range for just his base Bowman draft auto. And then there's, uh, I we pretty much fig 
thought that his cards might take a, a, a bit of a dive when he was traded from the Mets to the Mariners, and I'm sure you know who I'm talking about, and that's Jared Kelenic. Yes. Um, I think they might have gone down a little bit. I, did, I, I, don't, I don't really remember offhand, but I do know that he's off to a blazing hot start uh, since being traded to the Mariners organization, and now he's with uh, low class A West Virginia. Um, and his autographs just recently are now almost as high as Gorman's. So he's, uh, it just goes to show that if someone is off to a really hot start in the minor leagues, then it doesn't really matter if we're talking about a high market value baseball team like the Mets versus the Mariners, if the player has the performance to back it up. Right. So that's why uh, his cards are as hot as they are right now. So those are the two top guys in okay. Bowman draft as far as value. I have, a, I have a few others to ask you about from that release. Uh, I actually um, opened a couple boxes um, back when it came out. So I, and I think these are probably players that might be in the top 10 for value from that set. I got a uh, Chrome Jonathan India autograph. I got a, um, a refractor Jordan, I'm sorry, uh, Travis Swaggerty. And I got a Jordan Adams from the Angels. So I thought I did pretty well. Yeah, those are three uh, pretty good names. Yes. Um, Adams is uh, struggling a little bit in the low class A Burlington organization. But uh, Swaggerty is doing very well with uh, uh, at the, in the Florida State League. Right. And, uh, I'd say those are those are pretty good names you, you pulled there. All right, so let's uh, let's let's wrap up uh, our discussion here and and mention a few names from 2019 Bowman. This product came out um, what was it um, a month or so ago, um, and Wander Franco is is the card that everyone's trying to find and you know get a lucky pull. The huge superfractor autographs and the, the superfractor non-autos have been pulled and sold. Um, so, so that's, those are off the market, but, uh, you know, it's not that easy to, to pull a Wander Franco in Bowman. Um, I opened one jumbo box myself, just a personal box other than some that I, I did group breaks for, and I did not get a Franco autograph but I got a Victor Victor Mesa Chrome Auto, and I got a Marco Luciano Refractor Auto. So again, I was pretty happy. That was very, very, very good box. So those are two of the top, uh, two of the top tier guys in the in the product. Um, Victor Victor Mesa, not to be confused with Victor Mesa Jr., who is the who's his younger brother, whose right. cards don't sell for as much or shouldn't actually, but sometimes they do because people mistake him for Victor Victor and they sell they they I'm certain they probably have to return him to the seller saying hey this isn't who I thought it was but um Mesa is a great uh yeah uh, prospect to uh look at although he's he is a bit advanced in years but um he's good it won't be too long before he gets up to the main club I'm surprised they situated him back in uh, all the way in down to high class A baseball, or excuse me, high class A um, Florida State League. Right. Marco Luciano, he's uh, he's uh, one. He was an international signee for the Giants. Um, 
basically the hype is what's selling him right now. Um, but uh, his cards are really, really high. Him and uh, Julio Rodriguez with the Mariners organization. He started off in a very, very hot, although he's now he's uh, injured his hand. So he's going to be out for a while. But that really hasn't stopped the value of his cards. They're still selling for a, quite a bit. I was talking to uh, Jonathan Mayo from MLB.com just recently on our last podcast. And of any player that um, that he thinks could skyrocket up his top 100 list in the next year or so is Julio Rodriguez, uh, even with the hand injury that he's suffered. So I, I know he loves him. Probably a card I'd like to try and get my hands on. Any other names, you know, another another handful of names that um, are in 2019 Bowman that you think would be nice, uh, ad, nice ads to a collection or even uh, nice uh, investments at this point? Well, um, in this day and age of prospecting, there basically are no secrets. Uh, if it's someone that uh, has a, basically a high ceiling, uh, you'll be hard-pressed to find his cards at uh, really cheap prices. Um, but, um, I mean, back in the day, you could. It was it was no problem. I, back in 2017, I managed to pick up a whole bunch of Ronald Acuna autographs for about 20 to $30 a piece. And, of course, now you can see what they're selling for. It's outrageously high. They're selling as much as seven or 800 bucks each, I think. But um, if, if you want uh, one guy to, to pick up, um, I would suggest Cal Mitchell of the Pirates organization. Mm -hmm. um, he's he's uh, playing on the same team as Travis Swaggerty does. Uh, he's got emerging power. He's um, very, very... Um, very high in terms of potential. The one thing, though, is you'll have a hard time finding his base autographs because apparently they're very short printed. Um, I'm not oh, sure. I did not know that. Uh, they're extremely short printed. There's only one of them on eBay right now that I could see. They're selling in like $40, $50 range. Um, I don't know if that's going to uh, stay that way for long, but uh, he's basically. You'll find his parallels, no problem, but his base autographs are really, really tough to find. But if you can find them, uh, I'd say uh, go for it. But uh, he, he's the uh, prospect I would look for in 2019 Bowman to um, to increase exponentially for, uh, very shortly. So that's my okay. Guess. Okay, sounds good. So JP, before I let you go, I have one more question, and uh, it's about tops. Now I know you're 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 the Bowman guy, but um, can can I ask you a tops now question? Well, you can, but I don't really uh, invest or buy too much of that stuff. Um, I basically I stick to Bowman products. So they have this thing called Moment of the Week that people can vote uh, every Monday for um, it's like four or five different cards they put out that would be Moment of the Week from the action the week before, and it's eight dollars seven ninety nine. And if you vote for the card that wins and gets the most votes, you get that card for $7.99 and you get a, a gold stamped moment of the week version that's numbered. And it'd be numbered out of however many gold stamped uh, cards they make based on the number of uh, winning votes. And then um, after that, the winning card is sold as a base version for $9.99 for the next several days. So last week, 
Um, there was a Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you know, making his Major League Baseball debut card. Um, I voted for that one thinking it was going to win. I had never done this moment of the week before. Um, it did win. And I guess it won with 768 votes. And then the base card um, had over 4,100 ordered. So I'm going to be getting one of these 768 gold stamped ones. Um, but I just didn't know if you knew much about Tops now. I don't think they hold as much value um, as other you know brands in the series. But I thought that that was kind of cool to to get a, you know, not it's not really low numbered, but uh, a gold version of this of Vladimir debut. Well, it sounds like you got a very good uh, good card coming to you there. That's for sure. I personally, I would like to see an equivalent of this to for the Bowman and call it Bowman now. Um, if uh, if Tops followed the minor leagues as much as I do. They would um, make make the, these types of cards for prospects, and even give them autographed versions, and do a moment of the week vote uh, for the for the prospect uh, who had the best week. Um, sort of like Baseball America does their prospect hot sheet every Monday. Right. They pick one guy uh, uh, yesterday. Um, excuse me, Monday. Their number one guy was Casey Mize, who of the Tigers organization, who pitched a no hitter. And so he was an easy choice to be their number one prospect of the week. So um, I've recommended this to Tops, but so far I don't think they have any plans to do so. But uh, I would love, to, I think it would be a really popular set, even if maybe they disagree with it, uh, or maybe they just don't have enough interest or enough manpower to, uh, to make it happen. But uh, that's what I would like to see. Very interesting. I like the idea. I think we should make it happen. You know, they do they don't have as many minor league products um, as you'd think that they might when when you're looking at, uh, you know, you're looking at Bowman, you have Tops, they do their uh, heritage minors, and then they do their pro debut series, and that's about it. Yes, unfortunately. All right. Well, I real, this has been a very informative discussion. Uh, I, JP, thank you so much for joining me on Futures Focus. Can you uh, just let everyone know again where they can find you online, how they can stay in touch with you, uh, Twitter handle, anything you want to share? Sure. Um, Twitter handle is japers413. That's J-A-Y-P-E-R-S 413. Um, I'm also posting uh, daily on the Blowout Boards uh, message boards at blowoutforums.com. And uh, you can also find me at uh, the freedomcardboard.com forum. I, each day I do my daily minor league update threads, which I post highlights of that, of that day's minor league uh, action. And other people contribute to, to it too. So I, I, have, I have fun uh, doing that each day. And every morning I'll look at the minor league website at milb.com and I'll look at the today's, at the starters for the day and I'll, the first post of the day, I'll put uh, who are the the better minor league starters who are starting that day to help people out. I, I post highlights there, and I, I of course, post uh, these same highlights on Twitter. So that's uh, something I like to do to inform the public. And 
I guess people on Twitter seem to like it because I have almost 4,400 followers and I'm hoping to reach 5,000 by the end of the season. Sounds good. I, I, they're uh, very informative and helpful tweets for me to see the, the starting pitchers and uh, follow some of the stats uh, for, for pitching lines and great hitting performances that you put out there. JP, thank you again. Uh, I wish you all the best. Keep up the great work and I look forward to staying in touch with you. I appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me. You're welcome. All right. So we will be back um, on Futures Focus and uh, look forward to uh, speaking to everyone again on the next episode. Right now, you've been listening to Futures Focus, a Prospects 1500 podcast. We're back on Futures Focus, a Prospects 1500 podcast. I'd like to take this time to thank my co-host, Jake Berry. Jake always does a great job talking prospects, keeping me in line and uh, making me not go off too much on my favorite baseball card polls. I also want to send a huge thank you out to JP Schwartz at japers413 on Twitter. He is a Bowman baseball card checklist contributor. It was wonderful having him on to talk all about prospecting and some baseball cards and what's hottest in the market right now. So we're going to sign off. Until next time, we'll be coming at you with episode six in the very near future. If you have any requests for prospect discussion, please send that into our Twitter at prospects 1500 or you can hit me up at scotty underscore ball game and we look forward to uh, being with you on our next episode this is scott green and you've been listening to futures focus a prospects 1500 podcast have a good one everyone